0: And of course, uh, again, as I said earlier, uh, Brother Hoffman was a, a permanent fixture, virtually of, of uh, Turning Point, and so was this next—a man of God. Brother Sam Emery has been a part of Turning Point over the last many, many years, and has blessed us with his incredible and anointed ministry. Uh, this year, we weren't sure whether we would be able to have him minister because he's just coming off a, a, a long sickness, and he has not been well. But he has uh, made himself available for us to speak to us in this service. And uh, all the way from Merced, California, pastor of the, ta- the Apostolic Tabernacle there in Merced, uh, he's coming to minister to us. So why don't we welcome to this pulpit for our final service at Turning Point, Pastor Sam Emery. Thank you
1: the Lord Pastor Irmer here. Good to be with you at Turning Point again. Greetings to Pastor Harvey and the whole team there and all the people that are uh, gonna be watching this uh, our greetings in this uh, viral pandemic and so it's it's an honor for me to come even if I'm coming on from a Zoom perspective. So today I, I must admit I, I must admit I do miss being in in the uh, and Sydney with you guys I love you and uh, this arts the whole turn point thing is just awesome so as we are in this, to this or into this global trans transfers or whatever we're going through today, I want to talk to you about um, the necessity of vision um, I'm gonna take a text out of the book of um, Habakkuk 2 and 2 um, I'm just going to get right down to it um, Because I don't, I don't know who's this going to go to, alright But, and the Lord answered me and said, write the vision And make it plain upon the tables uh, That he may run that readeth it uh, Verse 3, for the vision is not for an imp- The vision is yet for an appointed time But at the end it shall speak And not lie, though it tarry, wait for it all right because it should surely come it will not tear <clears throat> my, my allergies are killing me all right today I want to talk to you about vision but not in the sense of a natural vision which is the ability to see external objects okay in the scripture there is these I would say the spiritual sense of vision is how we see and understand through revelations of Jesus Christ, all right? Through the revelation of the Spirit, we see the things of God through that revelation. Uh, in, the, in the spirit world, visions are different from a dream, okay? So we're not talking about sleepy time right here. We're basically talking about certain perceptions and perspectives the way we see them in our day. So, we, we must have a, a vision, a spiritual vision, of what God is doing today, in our world today. Not from our perspective, but from God's perspective, right? This will give us an advantage if we can see what God is doing, then we can work with Him while He's doing it. There's an old proverb in twenty nine eighteen that says, where there is no vision. The people perish, but he that keepeth the law, happy is he. And we must be able to see God manifesting himself today. I am not coming to you with some bygone revelation. What we need is a vision of what God is doing, which I adopted this that we need a progressive revelation of God's redemptive power and working in our day. We need to see it. We need to know it. We need to understand it. God is doing great things. And if we don't see it, then we get lost. Because without a vision, right, the people perish. Without a vision, uh, we get distracted. Without a vision, we have no focus. So I came today just to declare to you today that God is not dead. He's not missing in action, all right? He is indeed alive, and He is well. He's working on our behalf, and we can face anything in this world with him. I want you to understand that. If hindsight is twenty-twenty, then it may appear that our God has been absent, but he has not been absent. God will always have the last word. He's not missing an action. He is right in the middle of your situation, and he's right in the middle of my situation as well. Nothing happens that catches God by surprise. Maybe we were caught by surprise but God is never caught by surprise. Alright? He knows the beginning from the end. He knows the end from the beginning. He's omnipresent. He's all-knowing. Nothing has caught our God by surprise. Our our vision that we need to see is through the lens of expectation. Uh, We know God is immutable which means He never changes. Alright? So we have a pure a a sure word of prophecy that and perception that we have to see from god's standpoint not from our viewpoint but where god is standing um we will have to fight from the position of victory i want you to listen very carefully now do not get focused on the battle all right our focus is not on the battle is on the victory after and with the victory and the spoils after the battle has been fought and won. In Major League Sports those guys do not play the game from a position of defeat. They play the game one team at a time because that team in front of them is standing in the way of victory so they're not trying to beat the team they're trying to win the victory. So the championship comes, <clears throat> excuse me, that looking beyond the battle in front of us and seeing the victory that God has already won for us. God has already given us the victory. That's what the Bible tells us. So, unto the victor belongs the spoils. This is the reason we celebrate and shout. Somebody say, Amen. This is the reason why we dance because we already know. The victory belongs to Jesus, and that victory is ours. We live in a shifting society. We know that. God's been removed on purpose. The church has been redeemed here in America. We're non-essential. Sin and corruption is the order of our day. The spoke thing, the the woke community is up. Uh, I am grateful for all that we've had in the past, and I don't mean any disrespect by what I'm about ready to say. But God is not a God of yesterday. God is a God of right now. We don't need a yesterday bygone God. We need a progressive revelation. We need something today to, to alert us, to give us faith, to know that God is working right now in 2021. And so um, you, we have to have this. If we don't have this, we're going to miss what God The next generations of apostolic people need to know. And need to see a right now God, Amen. He is able to do exceedingly abundantly, and uh, above all that we're able to ask to think according to the power of the work. And that work in us. If we believe that from these writings in the past, then these writings are still good today, and tomorrow, and forever. Matthew pins something that Jesus said. He said, "From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence." And the violent take it by force. So the kingdom of suffering violent until John. What does that mean? After John, something happened. So after John comes Jesus and everything changes. So for you and I, the suffering violent part is something that we're not dealing with. We're looking at thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Jesus is the game, the game changer. Jesus is is the one I'm sorry, this is my phone Sorry about that Uh, Jesus is the game changer Uh, Jesus is the enemy defeater Uh, Jesus turns everything around So that we can see the hand of God in our life I'm talking about having a progressive progressive revelation Of what God is doing right now 1 Corinthians 12.32 and the childrens of Issachar, which were men that had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. What I'm trying to tell you today, these men of Issachar studied the scriptures. They they, they knew, they had prudence, they had wisdom, they had knowledge. And these are the things we need to be asking God for. God give us knowledge and wisdom and understanding, make us skillful in analyzing what is really going on. Instead of what we're seeing out of the portals of our natural eyes. There are things going around that that beyond the portals of natural vision because they're spiritual. Spiritual in nature. We have to get spiritual acute vision. That's what I'm trying to say to you today. We need to get vision because then we can correctly analyze the season and the times that we're in and know what to do to combat the enemy that's coming against us. Every generation needs a new prescriptive vision so that we might know and understand' those times in our season. We cannot go on what happened in Azusa Street. Somebody says, should we go back to the Azusa Street? No, the Azusa Street was a time in history. It's gone. The only way you can do that reduplicate it. You have to duplicate that. We cannot go back to the upper room. You have to duplicate every little thing in there. That's not what God wants to do. We are not following a backwards God. We are following a progressive God that is moving forward, not moving backwards. And so we'll have to get on our knees, amen, and we got to get in our prayer room. And we got to say, God, give us this revelation that we need to defeat what is in front of us and win the victory because the spoils is what we're after. What are the spoils? That's harvest. That's revival. That's growth. That's miracles, signs and wonders. That's God being glorified. That's where we're at right now. Isaiah 42 and 9. Behold, the former things are come to pass, and the new things do I declare before they spring forth out to... In other words, God wants us to tell us before stuff... God wants to um, equip us with knowledge about stuff that is coming before it even gets to us. This is why we missed, amen, um, uh, 2020 because we were so focused on what we were doing. We were not focused on what the enemy was doing and we definitely was not focused on what God was doing. Somehow we got to get ourselves back to what is God doing? And why is God doing it? I'm not worried about the enemy, okay? I'm worried about us not knowing what the Master has for us. We were all caught by surprise because we did not pay attention. I went back uh, to 2018 and 19. I actually found the virus in my notes. I actually found the word reset. And that's where we're in the big reset right now. God tried to warn us, but we were so busy doing our thing that we didn't do his thing. I'm telling you, it is time to do God's thing right now. Our victory is already won. The battle is already over. Our enemy is already defeated. But we have to understand that by God's revelation. Amen. All right. Stagnation in this season is not an option. I want you to know that. We, get we need a vision of increase and a vision of en- uh, enlargement and a vision that's more productive. And the way we do that is one life at a time, deeper prayer life, deeper worship, deeper word. Let's not sit back and wait for the pandemic to be over. It's not going to be over. They don't want this thing over. Do you not understand? We have to operate with this thing in place. God has a place. God has a plan. God has something for us. A progressive revolution. What we need is God to breathe on us afresh and anew. We need God to breathe on us until we can get what God wants us to get. That we can do what God wants us to do. That we can say what God wants us to say. We have to exercise dominion and regain lost territory. Let me talk about this dominion thing. We're not. We're not. Uh. We're not like uh, taking dominion. We're exercising it. To take something means that it doesn't belong to you. We've already get dominion, so we exercise the dominion that we have to defeat the enemy that we're fighting. Kingdom dynamics require spiritual vision. God is working our lives, but can we see it? We must change the way we act and react, okay? We need spiritual makeover and a lifestyle change. What I'm saying is we need to bring, there there are things that can only be brought down by the power of God's Spirit. These are generational curses, strongholds in our life. These things have to be cut down and uprooted. Sometimes we just cut them down, but we don't get to the roots, and so they grow back. We got to cut them down and uproot them. We do not need to be stagnant. We need to be increasing, we need to be progressive We need to be designing We need to be saying we're enlarging We need to arise and have Dominion, regain lost Territory, and more than that Take the authority of God And gain new territory Alright, so I'm talking to Those of you that are in uh, Australia, those of that You uh, are in Fiji Those of you that in uh, All the other countries there It's time to take Dominion, authority and power Over all the power of the enemy Because God is giving you that Right now, this new spiritual levels That we need to reach Amen God never changes, we do He is doing the work Our prayers are filled with the things That we want God to do for us That has to change Our prayers should be now, God what, what God what can we do for you That's what, what, how can I help you? We need to reverse the mindset and say, we're working together with God. We want God to have something. We want God to do something in our lives. Today, I came to challenge a turning point to enlarge itself. God sees you. God sees us. He has a progressive revelation. He is doing work today, right now in our day. You also must understand this. Um, I did have somebody running, Oh do we need to go back to um, What is it uh, I said uh, Street or something? No um, We need a right now God Okay that, That's the only thing I can say We need a right now God We don't need a God of yesterday We need a God of today We need a, a right now progressive God Alright The vision that God wants to see the vision that I want to bring to you, uh, and I'm going to take a, a minute to do this, to enlarge ourselves in God, to think bigger, to pray bigger, to hope bigger, to believe bigger, to, to, to get an enlarged view of what God wants for you and me, all right? If we get this progressive revelation, God will meet the need. One of the things we need to do is start making disciples. I know, they're telling us nobody wants God. That's a lie. Okay, that's, 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 that's just not true. Alright? They're telling us people are done with church. That's a lie. It's just not true. But if you tell a lie long enough, people will think it's true. It's not true. People out there are hungry for God. We just got to find them. What we need is spiritual sensitivity every time you walk in some place you say God make me spiritually sensitive because I might run into somebody that you've been working on somebody you've been dealing with somebody that's been crying in the midnight hour and they were looking for you but they don't know where to find you let me be that vessel let me be that person that's a progressive revelation okay we need to observe ourselves wherever we are he knew that we would face this trouble don't think that this is caught God by surprise has it alright every day every situation It's nothing more than an opportunity for you to understand how great God is in your life. We got to get this. We must make sure our character and our moral disposition is pleasing to God at all times. Listen, quit being satisfied with our present circumstances. Reach for something new. Quit saying what we used to do. Let's reach for something that's ahead of you and ahead of me. Coming from we need to look for people coming from every nation and that well you guys do this already. All right What we're saying about end time revival is not going to be cute All right It's not going to be pretty so you need to get up Roll up your sleeves and it is time to get to work quit sitting down waiting for covert to be over It's not gonna be over don't worry about the vac. I mean, if you want the vaccine, take it. If you don't, don't take it. If you want a mask, wear it. If you don't want a mask, don't wear it. I don't care. Those are issues that are here to distract us. All right? Well, the, the main thing is, what is God doing right now? Why is he working right now? What is productive right now? Quit wasting time gossiping and, and, and fearing and being defeated. Get up. Pull up on your brute straps. Get the armor on Get in the prayer room And let's go find out what God is doing Let's be productive in our prayer line And our prayer time And our prayer life So we know exactly where God is trying to place us In this displaced world Okay So We need We need to take time to use For productive things Number one Let's not feel sorry for ourselves All right, let's get up, get over, get on. All right? We still got some freedoms, even though they're maybe dying pretty quickly. But you have a home, build an altar. Okay? You have a home, build an altar. Get your kids, get your wife, get your family around that altar. Men, lay hands on your family. Preach? I have not preached, I'm sorry. Pray over your family. Mom, pray over your children. Parents, pray over your children. Pray in your home. Then when you get to the church house, if y'all can come, or if you're watching online, however it is, then you pray there in that home. Prayer cannot be contained in a house or in a building or in a place. Prayer was made for, for, for Peter, in in in, a, in somebody's house while he was in prison, and the angel went and unlocked the doors and let him out. It was two different places, two different things was going on. Do you not understand? Prayer works no matter where it is. All right, so as we go along, <clears throat> you've got to move with God. All right, I'm about ready to finish this up. Um, uh, if we're if we're here today, and and you you you're listening to me, it is time to get up, wipe the tears from your eyes, it is time to put on your armor, and it's time to get involved in kingdom work. Okay, that's the deal. One of the deals I wanted to be right before I leave uh, is, uh, right before I end this session with you, and again, I, I thank you for letting me come, is that I want to uh, talk to you about one subject as I'm closing out uh, my my dissertation or whatever I'm doing to you today. And that is, is that we are going into the situation uh, of having ourselves being fighting from a standpoint of regional perspectives. Now what I mean by that is that we're not encountering small neighborhood principalities. We're calling we're we're engaging in principalities that are very large that that govern regions okay and when i say that i mean that in the most broad perspective in your city let's say in sydney there's four regions north south east and west if you look at where sydney is configured in the world there are regions north south east and west those are countries and stuff like that right but let's focus not on the the um macro but on the micro so those of you that are in New Zealand and those of you that are in Fiji and those of you that are in Australia you have to look at where you are in your city and recognize that you're not just pastoring a church you're pastoring a regional church you have to make your church regional. regional so look at the north south east and west and where your location is and you begin to pray in a regional manner we do not take on regional super. Um, we do not take on regional principalities. They are very strong, uh, and they're very they're top level guys. So what you do is you are praying to the Lord, and you're worshiping and asking God to release angelic forces who fight on their level. You understand. So we're not to fight on their regional level. Those those spirits are very, very powerful. You want to fight on your level. You, you want to worship and praise Thanksgiving, giving God glory, honor, and power. The, you know, that's we talk about intercessory prayer. The prayer of Thanksgiving is is just as, if not more powerful. Okay? Uh, so as a church, as a as a as a, a conference, you can do that right now. As a conference when I get off, if, when when pastor comes and takes the pulpit. All you have to do is uh, figure out which way is north, south, east, and west. And then begin to point your finger at that region and say, in the name of Jesus. Amen. You understand what I'm saying? In the name of Jesus. Amen. We're coming against these principalities of these regions. And you call it out, the region to the north. All right. And they are to be subject to the name of Jesus, not subject to us, but subject to us through his name. And we're asking God to release angels into the northern region to tear down, right, spiritual strongholds. Okay, and then to regain new, t- get back old territory that we may have lost, and gain new territory by pushing these things back into the darkness. You do that to the north, you do it to the south, you do it to the east, and you do it to the west. But you do it by angelic forces. Remember when Daniel was praying, Micah said, "I was on my way." But I had to call another angel to help me to fight against the Prince of Persia. The Prince of Persia was not a man. The Persian Empire, that we're in the Babylonian Empire, then there's, there's uh, there is uh, Alexander the Great, and then there's Ames of Persia. So it's a spirit, it's a regional spirit that's bringing on a whole kingdom. And he said, I had to go fight that. That's why Daniel had to pray. That 21 days because his prayers, your prayers, um, energizes angelic forces. That's why we pray. Your praise and worship energizes all of these things. That's why we are to pray and worship and give God glory. Because what happens is when God is glorified, his, he starts to work. He starts to move in a way that you've never seen him move before. How do I know that? Because when, when Moses went up to the mountain, and God says, you have to stand right here by my right side. You can't go any further. Do not come around and try to look at me because you'll die. Nobody sees my face and live. And but he says, I will cause my glory to pass by you. Now, Moses wrote back that God showed in his hinders parts. What Moses is saying is he showed him his works from the beginning. So the glory of God, listen to every character, the glory of God is is the same as his mighty hand of authority and power at work in our life. So we're going to start praying, God, show us your glory, show us your power, show us your anointing, show us your glory in our life. Sometimes we're taking on things we're not supposed to be taking on. We pray, angels fight. Alright? We, we, we conquer little devils around our feet, but these higher forms of, of principalities, the angels, are, that's what we call Star Wars. That's the real Star Wars. This is not Luke Skywalker. This is angels, Michael and Gabriel. And these angels engage in principalities and powers way beyond where we are. You understand what i'm saying jesus is is exalted high above these principalities and powers and we're seated in heavenly places with him that means that when we are seated in heavenly places with him if they're under his feet they're under our feet as well so as we go and i'm gonna i'm gonna lead you a little bit then i'm gonna fade out right here i'm gonna pray one prayer And then you guys are going to take that over, okay? For we know, God, as we pray right now, would you lift your hands with me? Father, in the name of Jesus. We know right now that we're not wrestling with flesh and blood, but with principalities and powers and the rulers of darkness of this world and spiritual wickedness in high places. But you have given us weapons, and the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal, but they're spiritual weapons that we can use to pull down strongholds of the enemy, and we pray that you would do that right now in Jesus' name. We lift up your name. We come to you, O God, knowing that we're seated with you in a strategic place quicken us together that we can see and understand what you're trying to do all things are put under your feet and God as that is so we cast down every imagination every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of Christ we come, we, we exalt your name because we're seated with you in these heavenly places not only in this world but in the world to come therefore we exercise dominion authority power over every ungodly power against every principality and against every witch and warlock we pray against the spirit of of divination and god we lose these we lose these angelic powers into these four regions that we've all north south east and west and we pray this prayer right now in jesus name god bless you this is pastor remy and thank you for letting me come and talk to you. I'll be back to with you uh, whenever Pastor calls. God bless you, in Jesus' name.
0: Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Amen, we've heard from the Lord. We are engaged in a spiritual battle that what we don't see is going on in the spiritual realm, but I want you to remember, as we've heard already from Pastor Emery, that what we do in the physical the, th- the weapons that God has given us has the ability to impact the invisible world. Our praise, our worship, you think you might not make it any making any difference at all. But, but believe me, when you continue to be faithful in praying and seeking God, declaring with your mouth the victory and the promise that God has given to us, the things begin to shift in the supernatural and in the spiritual. We need a greater vision. We need a vision to be able to perceive the spiritual and the supernatural and all that God is doing through us. Oh, with our mouths we can praise Him and worship Him as we heard from Brother, Brother Hoffman and we can bind the kings with fetters and with chains. He's given us the victory to be able to do that today. And so with, as we sing this song, I want you to just to, to come to that altar, if you will, wherever you are in your home and begin to lift up your voices and worship and praise. If you need healing, if you need God to deliver you, you need to give, receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. It's available for you today. Oh, but we can take authority right now with all that's going on in our world, with every circumstance that we face. We have the power through our prayer, through our worship, to be able to see god's victory come to pass so let's do that right now in the name of jesus